Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Bird Brothers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Falcon, joined always by my pal Condor. How are you doing today, Condor? Oh, you know, I'm ready to spread my wings and talk about uh, some anime today. You know how Oh, it's anime day. It do be anime day over here. That (laughs) is right. right. All right. So this week... We watched Made in Abyss. We, in fact, did watch Made in Abyss. It is an anime that is only available to see on Amazon Prime. It is 13 episodes. There is also a dub, but we both watched it subbed. I assume you watched it on Amazon Prime, Falcon. I did watch it on Amazon Prime. You did watch it on Amazon Prime. I did. By the way, just a little fun little fact I liked about Amazon Prime is it rates each episode based on, Mm. like, its own thing, like, Usually it would be like this anime is this with like partial nudity, cursing, alcohol thing. But for Amazon Prime, it did like by episode. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there was a character who was naked. So it would be like sexual content. But whenever that character was not naked on that episode, it wouldn't say like sexual content. Right. So that's pretty cool. Um, so it's 13 episodes. There's also three movies, but uh, we didn't watch any of the movies. The first two movies are just recaps of the anime. And the third one is a continuation we unfortunately did not get to be able to watch that because we are both really busy people. We had are, a really busy week this who week. Who are either doing stuff with work or grinding in Genshin because we are just so busy. Grinding in Genshin is just a full-time job, hey, man. The, you know? the new update came out this week. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Mm-hmm. I already got my new character and I'm ready. ready are you enjoying? Are you enjoying your new character? I haven't only touched it once. Oh, okay. You were all excited and you're like, eh, whatever, I have it. I was excited to get the character. That's all I care about. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Basically, uh, we watched Made in Abyss. We watched the 13 episodes on Amazon Prime. We watched it subbed and we are ready to talk about it and give you guys our opinion on it. Would Would we recommend this? Would we not? You'll find out by the end of this podcast. It'll be an interesting one. All righty. So, Condor, do you want to tell us the synopsis of Made in Abyss, or would you like? Oh, to Oh, you do that? know, I would love to All tell right. you the synopsis of Made in Abyss. Here we go. <clears throat> an orphan girl named Rico lives in an orphanage in the town of Orth. The town surrounds a strange giant hole going deep into the earth, which is commonly called the Abyss. Ooh. The Abyss harbors artifacts and remnants of a civilization long gone and is therefore the popular hunting spot for so-called cave raiders who undertake arduous and dangerous descents into the misfilled pits to recover whatever relics they can find. Returning from the abyss can be dangerous as the curse of the abyss, a mysterious and potentially fatal malady manifests upon ascension. The deeper one goes, the more acute the effects of the curse. Few have descended into the lower regions, have returned to tell of their experiences. Some legendary cave raiders earn the title of White Whistle, one of them being Rico's mother, Liza. Rico's longing in life is to follow in her mother's footsteps and become a White Whistle. One day, she discovers a robot resembling a human boy in the abyss and names him Reg. Rico and her friend sneak Reg into the orphanage and quickly welcome him into the close-knit group. Sometime later, a balloon reaches the surface from the depths of the abyss containing pages of discoveries, discoveries made by Liza, as well as a message for Rico stating she is waiting at the bottom of the abyss. Rico, determined to find her mother, bids farewell to her friends, departs to the abyss with Reg as her companion. And that is a good synopsis of the story. Beginning. 
Yeah. So that, my, I have to tell you, uh, Falcon, that, that does seem pretty interesting there when you read it out loud, huh? It does. It does. It uh, does. Yeah. Uh, so let's get right yeah. into it. I will say that um, the lore for this anime is very rich. Mm-hmm. We don't really find out a whole lot of it. We find out just little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, um, no, there's bits and pieces. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, there's uh, different types of ranks for the whistles. There's, I think the red whistle is the original. Uh, the red whistle is like an apprentice. The blue one is like just a step up. So you're no longer an apprentice and you can go a little bit deeper. And they go, I don't know all the colors, but there was like purple, I think, next. And then black and then white, I think. Yes. Let Purple me was up. like instructor level. Black was professional. And then uh, white was like the heroes of legend, essentially. That is right. That is right, my friend. Only a few, like as we mentioned, uh, the main character, Rico's mother, Liza, is a white whistle. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pulling up the list, the whistle thing right now. Um, It goes red. It's, so it actually goes bell. Red whistle, mm-hmm. blue whistle, moon whistle, which is the purple one. Yeah. Black whistle and white whistle. Okay, I, I forgot about the bell, but yeah, that makes sense. When uh, one of the characters first joins, he has a bell instead of a whistle, so that 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 kind of checks out. That it does check out, my friend. I completely forgot about that. Oh, don't worry about it. It was like only in the beginning that they never really focus on it again. It just adds yeah. to the lore and mm-hmm. the nice character world building as we yeah. all see. And in the abyss, not only is there the curse that I mentioned, but there is a lot of dangerous creatures as well. Ooh. Creatures that look really scary and will uh, haunt your nightmares. Mm-hmm. They actually confirmed, I think it was around episode eight or nine, that they only know about 10% of the creatures by name. Like they named 10% of the creatures. Yeah, they've There's discovered more, but they've not named a lot of them. That is true. Mm-hmm. So the world building for this anime is really, really good. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Now, uh, let's get into the characters. Falcon, why don't you lead us off with the main character? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the main character here, which is Rico. Uh, Rico is a 12-year-old girl. Uh, 12-year-old who, girl. Whose mother is one of the most well-known white whistles that there is. Um, and she has been on a expedition and hasn't come back. Uh, so Rico is at an orphanage. Uh, just a little red whistle trying to quickly advance to white whistle so she can go explore the abyss because... She thinks it's, there's tons of great stuff to see down there. She can't wait to go see it and be, have these great adventures like her mother. Um, but because of that, she's very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reckless, I guess, somewhat. Yeah. Very reckless and impatient. Uh, she keeps trying to get her instructor at the orphanage to let her go down even further and even into like the second layer. And he's even telling her, like, you're not you struggle carrying your backpack back to the orphanage. Now you're not going to be able to carry something from the second layer up to the first and back without getting yourself killed or just exhausted. Um, so she's trying to constantly like find ways to cut ahead, which gets her in trouble a lot of the time. Uh, she also likes to steal the relics that she finds interesting and in letting the orphanage sell them, uh, which just gets her in trouble all of the time. Uh, so that, that's kind of her very, uh, I wouldn't even really say she's hyper, just fairly reckless and impatient and uh, adventurous. Uh, what would you like to add about Rico? Um, she is personally not a very good main character, in my opinion. 
I would I agree. Do. I don't. I don't. I'm not really a fan of Rico. I actually like Reg a lot more because he's a robot. Robots are cool, you know. He's Mega Man mixed with Astro Boy. Oh, if that's how you feel, <laughs> wait, 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 no, he can't. He can't fly. I mean, Astro Boy's like shoo. Astro Boy didn't wear a shirt. Reg doesn't wear a shirt. That's close enough for me. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, hey, if it's close enough for you, hey, it's not close it enough for me, but it works, I guess. But uh, basically, Rico, um, yeah, her recklessness gets gets her into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, she does kind of like realize, like midway, like, oh, maybe I should actually calm down. But yeah. I don't know if that like shows that much because stuff happened. We're not probably gonna get into until later. But uh, uh, but she's before that, she just kind of like reckless. Obviously, she's a 12-year-old girl, so you can't literally be perfect as a 12-year-old person. Um, But other than that, let's get into some trivia facts about her. (laughs) Did you know that Rico is a name of Japanese origin? It means child of white jasmine. Mm, Makes sense. She is the child of a white whistle. That is true. The Mm, similarities mm, are mm. crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 that da, 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 is da. the only trivia fact I can say without spoiling stuff. So, all right. Well, her <laughs> uh, dub voice actress uh, is Brittany Lotta, who uh, we've I think we've had before on one of the other shows we've done. Uh, da, 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 let me look through. She. Uh, I'm not seeing anything main like main character. Oh, she was Yuzariha in Doctor Stone. Oh. Uh, so she was the dub, Yuzariha. She's done a few voices in Attack on Titan, but who hasn't done voices in Attack on Titan at this point, really? Uh, That's like saying there wasn't a voice in uh, One Piece or something. She plays <laughs> Cowgirl in Goblin Slayer. Whoa, I've never seen Goblin Slayer. Me either, but I know that's a popular one. And it looks like Cowgirl is a recurring character. Those are really the only ones I'm seeing of like, Oh, she was Ichigo in Darling in the Franks. That's another big one. Everything else. Oh, that is a pretty big one. Uh, is more smaller shows that either I've heard of and don't know anything about, or I've never heard of. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is some of her stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, there's not really a ton more to say about Rico. She just kind of does things because she wants to do things, and that is that is that. Um, so I guess we should move on to Reg. He's a character. Um, let's move on to Reg. Yep. Reg is a robot, as mm. we've mentioned a few times. He is a robotic being who appears to be a little boy. His actual age and origins, and even his actual name, because Reg is just a name that Rico named them when they. It was the name her. she used to have for her pet dog. That That's died. right. And Reg so, did not like that. That was how she picked the name. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's the name of a dog I once had? He's like, what? Hey, what? Poor, poor Reg. Poor Reg. But hey, it's a name. It catches on. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to say real quick, though. I really hate when I'm watching an anime and some of the characters literally have like the same first like letter in their name because mm-hmm. it's like super hard to like memorize them like it didn't take me to like episode eight or nine to be like all right this is what's what's her name what's his name rego reg right oh it's rico and reg oh mm-hmm. yeah how mm-hmm. silly but basically uh reg is a robot he has extendy arms 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can go up to what? What do they say? 40? Uh, yeah, I think they said 40 meters. 40 meters. So it's really good for helping to descend the abyss. Yeah. He also has a fire, a fire blast. He can blast a nice little blast from his hand. Yeah, he has that. Uh, they call it. I think they name it the incinerator. The incinerator. Just this like yeah. giant beam out of his hand. Uh, with the cool side effect that it takes so much power out of him, he like falls asleep for two hours uh, to like recharge. I guess he, he passes out after ten minutes of using it, but then he's like he's to recharge for two hours yeah like he uses however, it then, 10 minutes later he just passes out um however he he this is actually a fun fact uh, i just found out mm-hmm. Reggie's able to fire his incinerator multiple times in the duration before he passes out and okay. also he can set it to not affect living beings oh nice Ooh, that's actually really handy mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that's possible but hey everything returns to the abyss in the yeah end. i mean it'll It'd be interesting to see how exactly that works because that is, from what we've seen in this this part of the show, he's paranoid to use it because he's afraid he's gonna like kill Rico uh, if he's true. like off on his aim. So uh, that is that is interesting to know. That is pretty interesting. But he he's a boy. He's a robot boy. He looks he looks pretty cool. He mm-hmm. has he has no shirt, which I guess Falcon really likes. I didn't apparently. say I liked it. I just said it reminded me of Astro Boy because Astro Boy doesn't have a shirt. He has a helmet, and sometimes mm-hmm. when he puts his helmet on, the the like a, there's like a symbol on it that like shows up for like a few seconds. That wasn't mm-hmm. explained. No, at first why. I thought it just like warned him if danger was near because like the first time he puts it on and it lights up, they get attacked by like a bird. And then he puts it on later and it lights up, and I think another something attacks them. But then he puts it on like another couple times and nothing really happens. It just lights up with a different pattern. So we don't really know what it is. They didn't explain it. Um, I'm sure the further on into the series you go, the more questions about Reg get answered because Reg has amnesia. He doesn't remember what he's doing. He saved uh, Rico from being eaten very early on in the show. And when he woke up, he didn't remember nothing. He doesn't know who he is or why he's up that high in the abyss. Or anything so uh he just kind of sticks with rico since rico took care of him um but so that's that's part of the reason he's journeying in the abyss with rico is one to protect her and two to figure out more about himself that is true they Mm -hmm. are basically both going like it's a test i'm testing The, the teacher said it was a test but like they're 12 year olds why why you gotta do that yeah but also, like, personality-wise, Reg's really, like, shy, uh, indecisive. Spoiler alert, but Rico likes to get naked sometimes in the show. And whenever that happens, Reg's like, oh, God, oh, I'm so, oh, jeez. Yeah, and Rico's like, I don't care, you're a robot. It's like... <laughs> Even though they literally say, like, oh, hey, this thing under your pants is real. I'm like, wow. I don't get, I didn't get that. that. Everybody's obsession with just, like, looking at his pants. Like, everybody did it. It's like, why? It's like, oh, God, there's so much about this show. that They, I, even, they even, like, come back to it later a little bit. Yeah. Like, they, they even go, like, even I think when it's Habo, I think, was catching up to them at one part. He's like, wow, you are a robot. <laughs> but your balls aren't. And it's like, what? Why does that matter? For real. <laughs> I, I was it's, like. That's oh, comedy. <laughs> that's just creepy is what it is I'm i will sorry. i will agree that, that I, mean, is- I get he's a robot and just like oh what's like this robot like but you have to point it out all the damn time like i don't know 
I don't know uh, either, man. But that's it. Uh, I, uh, here's some more fun facts about Rag. Oh, oh, boy. oh boy, here we go. Um, his favorite food is mustard manju. Man, mustard isn't that manju. fun? I have no idea what that is. I'm not sure what manju is. Now I'm curious. He is slightly disappointed that his muscles don't seem to grow. Uh, let's see. Manju is a traditional Japanese confection, many varieties, but the outside is made from flour, rice powder, kudzu, and buckwheat, and a filling of onko, usually made from boiled azuki beans and sugar. Wait, is that just like, that reminds me of like a, it seems like it's sort of like an alternative to mochi, but like not the ice cream mochi, just like the, the, uh, other kind of mochi you get mm-hmm. but uh it, it looks very similar to what uh i had heard well falcon i have to owe, i owe you an apology my friend mm-hmm. because another fun fact about reg is oh! reg's design comes from the familiar shape and ruggedness of a robot as well as the sexy defenselessness of astro boy so it looks like he was based off of astro boy just a little bit I will accept all of the praise and glory. That's right. Now. Praise um, be to Falcon. I have been made correct, and that makes me very happy. Actually, I really don't <laughs> care. That was just when I first saw him. I was like, huh, the beam cannon reminds me of Mega Man. And then the shirtlessness and like kind of overall look reminds me of Astro Boy. Okay. Um, but anyway, Reg is voiced in the dub by Lucy Christian, uh, who is uh, Hiro Soma from Fruits Basket. Whoa! Uh, Freya from Ruby. Who? Uh, oh, Freya. F-R-I-A. Oh, I totally know who that is. From like a couple seasons ago. Wait, they came back in 2020 in the newest season. I don't know. Uh, anyway, some character in Ruby that we don't really know about. Uh, Anri I- from uh, The Demon Girl Next Door. Uh, I thought that's a Demon Slayer, and then I realized I was wrong as I was saying it. <laughs> uh uh, Miyu from Domestic Girlfriend. Uh, do, 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 do. She's been she's been a lot of other bigger stuff, but I'm not seeing it because Lucy Christian's a very na- a name that I know very well. But now I can't think of who else she is. Uh, she's Yuki in Food Wars. Uh, da, 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 da. For some reason, I was thinking she was somebody in One Piece, but now I'm not seeing One Piece on here. Oh, wait, no, she's Nami. That's right. I was like, I thought she was Nami, but I wanted to confirm before I said that. So yeah, Nami from One Piece. And Misaki from Haikyuu, because everybody loves the Haikyuu, you know? Everybody Everybody loves the Haikyuu. I mean, Krogus basketball is better, but But you know. I like Yu-Gi-Oh better. How dare you? (laughs) Ah! No, it's fine. Uh, I will forgive you. Uh, Anything else we want to say about Reg, or should we move on to Nanachi? Um, please don't make fun of the robot's, uh, balls. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. Next up is Nanachi. 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 Nanachi is this kind of like almost animal person. No, that's wrong. Oh. She's a hollow. I'm sorry. They are. She's what they call a hollow. No, actually it's a they apparently. There's actually a big trivia about it. I I can read it if you want me to. (laughs) You can. That's fine. So before I'll read it afterwards. So basically, Nanachi is a hollow, which basically is explained just when you get to the sixth layer and you start ascending, you like lose your humanity. Uh-huh. Each level, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up real quick. But each level has like a different like curse that like affects mm-hmm. you when you try to, to ascend it. Um, I'm actually gonna look that up. But basically, I think for the first one is uh, it's uh, I think you just get like a minor headache. It's headache and dizziness. The headache. second one is vomiting, I think. Uh, the third was... 
was the third? I don't remember what the third was now. Oh, the third was Hallucinations. The fourth was Bleeding. Out of every orifice of your body. Yeah. Every uh, orifice of your body. I forgot what the fifth one was. Was the fifth one... I'm trying to find it, but I can't really find it. I don't remember what, what the fifth one was. But then, yeah, the sixth one was you lose your uh, humanity or possibly even death. Um, oh, I found it. So so the first is light dizziness and nausea. The second is intense nausea, headaches, and numbness of limbs. The okay. third layer is, in addition to aforementioned effects, vertigo combined with visual and auditory hallucinations. Fourth layer is intense pain throughout the body and bleeding from every orifice. The fifth layer is complete sensory deprivation, confusion, oh, okay. self-harming behavior. The sixth layer is loss of humanity or death or under specific... Oh, I shouldn't say that. Basically, loss of humanity or death. And the seventh layer is just certain death. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the If, if uh, White Whistle goes down to the sixth layer, they have to stay in the sixth layer forever because there's no way they can really make it out alive. Um, so they, they just relay information through little balloons um that's right yeah so because like if you go up you'll die or you'll right. you'll become blob creature thingy. yeah uh yeah uh so nanachi is a hollow uh, uh they used to be human but uh yeah. due to plot something happened we will not say um, what dude not at least yet. not until spoilers uh but like nanachi's probably my favorite character i like probably nanachi. mine too um and actually comes in really late too which was kind of but she's like what, like episode like eight or nine open, i think they're in the ending theme they're yeah they're in the opening of the ending the entire time um but like no for the opening it's like that one like quick second scene but yeah. like at the ending it's like the whole like like half of the ending yeah so I'm like oh i can't wait for this this like bunny girl because uh they look super cute and, and i can't wait to forever. see it yeah Here's that fun fact about Nanachi, by the way. So Nanachi is generally presumed to be female based upon their feminine appearance. However, their gender and sex have never been explicitly stated within the series itself. The only gender referent used by Nanachi is the pronouns that they used to refer to themselves with. When talking about themselves, Nanachi uses the pronoun or oira, which is similar to ore, but more casual, evokes a person with a rural background, a country bumpkin, which has a masculine con- connotation to it. The creator of Main Abyss, Akihito Tsukushu, Tsukushi, commented on Nanachi's sex on Twitter, stating, The sex of Nanachi is unknown. Let's imagine, smiley face. The official English translator of Main Abyss has also chosen to use their gender-neutral pronouns. Given that the changes made to survivors of the curse are random, it's possible that Nanachi may not actually have a gender at all. That's actually a very good point. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise, Nanachi is a hollow... Uh, ends up running into Reg and Rico when they are in layer four, I believe. What yeah. happened? Yeah, right, layer four. It happened yeah. in the uh, fourth one. Uh, Reg and Rico got into a fight with a monster that didn't or necessarily be- go super well. <laughs> um, and Nanachi wasn't even going to interact with them. They were just going to observe and see what happened. But Reg was making so much noise, Nanachi ended up deciding to help out and help them out. Uh, yeah. Knows how to cure Rico from what exactly happened. Um so that's how they end up kind of meeting and interacting. Um, and we find out a lot about their backstory through them talking with Reg. Um, in the manga. That's right. In the manga, Falcon. Are you ready? For this I'm ready. Fact? Let's do it. Let's in bring the it. manga. 
at the end of every chapter, there is a little section called Nanachi's Trivia, which gives what? some explanation about the world and creatures and stuff. So That's it adds crazy. more to the world building. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Oh, it is so crazy. You know it. Uh, but basically, Nanachi's personality is basically... Uh, I feel like Nanachi's like the character who doesn't like want to be bothered. Like I want to live in my own little world, but like at no, the same yeah. time, they like to like uh, they like to help people as well. You know. Yeah. I mean, they, it, after what happened, it's hard to trust humanity. So yeah. After what happened, it's hard to trust humanity. But also, if people found out kind of what they were, I think Nanachi's worried that they would get like captured and kind of just like experimented on a lot. Um, so they try to keep their distance. The only reason they, like I said, they came to help out Reg and Rico was because Reg was just making so much noise about it. Um, and they kind of felt bad for them, uh, knowing that they were kids who were somehow down in the fourth layer. Um, but uh, Reg and Nanachi pretty quickly formed like a really good bond. Um, and uh, they are able to convince nanachi to kind of travel with them after the fact uh but personality wise uh very wise but very cautious uh mm-hmm. nanachi knows how to do a lot of things uh probably just due to their time being in the abyss we don't really know how long they've been there so we don't really know their age um we could probably if we knew the age we could probably like make a guess uh, based on what we see in some flashbacks um very knowledgeable kind of slightly trolly to an extent mm-hmm. um Bad at cooking. Very bad at cooking, apparently. Um, gosh, that soup literally just looked like tar. It, it looked it's like, like it literally looks like you're just eating tar. Uh, I think Reg says it looks like a sticky mud or something, but uh, yeah, awesome. otherwise, very kind of spoilery character to talk about. So it's kind of hard to talk too much early. More about in spoilers. Mm-hmm. Also, going back to the age thing you mentioned, another fun fact is their age is likely older than appearance suggests. So, looks can be deceiving. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's um, about it. Nanachi's probably our favorite character of the anime. Props mm-hmm. to Nanachi. Woo! Yeah, and uh, so... Nanachi the- also made an appearance in Pop Team Epic's Episode 2! Gross, Pop Team Epic. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, the dub... That's anime uh, is Pop Team Epic? No, n- <laughs> never. Uh, so the dub of Nanachi was Brittany Karbowski. I believe I said that right. Uh, she plays Wendy Marvel in Fairy Tale, Migi in Parasite. Uh, let's see, Claire and Glepnir. Let's see, what's another? Oh, Glepnir, one? I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um, she plays Hitch on Attack on Titan. Uh, Mikoto Misaka on a certain magical index. I know that one's somewhat popular. I've not seen it yet. And Rimaru, in that time, I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, she's Rimaru. Rimaru. That's yeah. the main character. Mm-hmm. That's why I pointed it out. Whoa. Main character alert. Main character alert. Wee woo, wee woo. Wee woo. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's really, I feel, all we can really say about Anachi. Yes, we'll get more into that point. in our spoilers section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on to the next character. And who would that be, Falcon? That would be Mitty. Mitty? Mitty is also a hollow that lives with Nanachi. Yes. Um, we do know that Mitty is, in fact, a female. Um or at least is in fact used to be a female unless like the whole hollow thing like gets rid of that um 
but uh unlike uh nanachi midi can't really do anything they're just kind of this blob of goo um, yes. So unfortunately, the uh, curse was not very kind to Mitty nope. because of that. Mitty turned into this really weird creature, which I'll be completely honest with you, Falcon. Yeah. I thought I thought it looked kind of cute, a little. Really? I thought just it a little. Really gross. Just a little. Oh, mm. but the the eye okay. is like so cute. The the eye just looks sad all the time. Oh, I guess I like sad creatures. What can I no, say? I mean, I'm not gonna judge you for it, but Thank more you. power I to you. I, hey, guess. I I honestly thought Mitty wasn't like a freak of nature. I mean, I can obviously see the freak of nature. But I'm like, oh, yeah. she's kind of cute though. Okay. Like like a cute, attractive, or like a cute creature. Like I want to pet it and take care of it. Kind of like one of those. It's so ugly. It's cute. Kind of deal. Yes, I mean, I do like Sonic 06. So what can I say? Oof. Your favorite game, PTSD. Not really. Time to redeem another stream. Oof! I better change <laughs> that really quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mitty uh, is somebody from Nanachi's past who was like Nanachi's best friend. Um, due to the same reason that uh, plot reasons that Nanachi is a hollow, Mitty is also hollow. Just Mitty did not get lucky. Um, where Nanachi did. Um, but uh, Minnie just kind of sits there, makes weird noises, uh, just kind of hangs out, exists. Um, but you find out that Minnie can't die. Uh, Nanachi was wanting, like, felt really bad for Minnie and kept trying to kill Minnie so that way Minnie would be able to sleep in peace and not suffer all the time. Uh, but Whatever happens, Mini just keeps coming back. So uh, that leads to Nanachi just taking very good care of Mitty because doesn't know what else to do. Um, but uh, there's not just a ton we can say because it's kind of just a blob of goo that goes... Uh, That's true. I, but, it, it's basically Nanachi's friend. Um, mm-hmm. Things happen. Uh, we just the honest to be completely honest with everybody here in the podcast. Uh, there's not really that many characters to talk about in Made in Abyss for the 13 first 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in the movie there's probably a character that mm-hmm. we could talk about, but unfortunately we did not watch the movie, so yeah. we cannot mention that. So we are only limited to the 13 episodes we have watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, I guess we should just move on to the next character because there's no fun trivia uh- facts. Uh, I mean, the only other thing is Mitty's voice by Monica Rial. Whoa! Uh, so, friends were like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, so Bulma from Dragon Ball Z, uh, Suyu from I Hear Academia. That I mean, is true. There's so many people in so many iconic shows. Uh, Nero from Black Clover, um, which one I haven't seen. I just know it's popular. She apparently was in a, some show called Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher? Ah, as a Hikari <laughs> Hazakura. That's a fun one. Is it? Have you seen it? It's very perverted. Oh, I, I had a feeling with that title, it probably was. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, Monica Rail's been a lot more stuff, but if you don't know who Bulma is, sorry. Are you even an anime fan if you don't know who Bulma is? You don't even have to like Dragon Ball, but you know who Bulma is, and you've heard Bulma's voice it's at like, some point. It's like, oh, she was also Sonic in Blood Blockade Battlefront. I'd forgotten that. Well, it, it's well. it's like not not being a gamer and knowing who Mario is. If you don't know who Mario is, are you even a gamer? I mean, who knows? He's classic. Yeah, He's iconic. That's... He knows everything. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for Mitty. Uh, we only have one more character where you felt wasn't important enough to really talk about 
And that uh, would be Ozen. Ozen the White Whistle. Ozen the Immovable. Yes, that is correct. She is indomitable. Mm-hmm. She, she is, is very a legendary strong. white whistle who has made outstanding discoveries in the abyss and has retrieved numerous artifacts. Mm-hmm. She resides in the secret camp on the bottom of the second layer. Yeah. That uh, is that, right. Yeah, that's where she lives. She kind of, the secret camp is kind of like a waypoint on the second layer for people to like rest and kind of chill out. Uh, Ozen kind of stays there, demand it, make sure everything is going good. Um, uh, they they or she leaves when she needs to uh her personality is kind of all over the place like she has this like coldness to her that everyone talks about uh she can also be seen as like very kind of cruel towards people um not really giving crap about anything um yeah i think there's even a point where she just like slaps rico for really no reason yeah, but just does times. it anyway oh that um, was great yeah um but she was also rico's mother's uh mentor i guess yeah i teach her mentor kind of figure um so she's really there to kind of like give some backstory for rico and uh kind of explain some more of the world um i i didn't really like ozen at all i thought ozen was just terrible Really? Uh, yeah that's a surprise i actually thought ozen was a nice character uh basically uh, the way i i interpreted ozen was yeah she was basically a cruel person basically Mm -hmm. like hitting the children beating up reg at one point in Mm -hmm. that and i'm but in a way i think she just did it to show that she cares and be like hey this is how it's going to be like later in the abyss if you can't take me you're not going to be able to take what's happening next and oh boy would they are not able to take what happened next no no (laughs) i mean she she even says that before they leave that everything she'd said to them at that point had been a lie because she was trying to get them to realize how bad everything was. Yeah. She's like, I'm tough, but there's monsters on the sixth layer that give me a run for my money. You know, it's like I could die to a lot of things down there still. And I'm this like really famed, you know, notable person. Uh, She despises lying to children and only rarely lies to them. Even if it means telling them the brutal truth. Yeah. She told them way more than they really needed to know. Um, you even find out some of the people back on the surface. You can have like a flashback of like, I hope when they meet her that she doesn't tell them this. Maybe we should have gone so that Ozen won it, but then it, they find out a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, she's very cold. Uh, she doesn't like being dishonest with people, especially the children. Um, her but she, only... she does have some caringness to her. Like even yeah, with she uh, shows she cares in her own way, basically. Like even with uh, Modern Wilk, who was probably one of my other favorite characters from the show. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The, she's the uh, femboy. The femboy, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, Marulk is uh, Ozen's, I guess, apprentice. Apprentice, yes. Uh, Marulk, like, mans the telescope so they can see when uh, the explorers are coming to the camp so they can lower the gondola for them to get on. Um, but Marulk never has, like, kid friends around because the kids don't go that far down into the abyss. So, uh, when Rico and Reg come and their kids, Ozen specifically says, I'm not dealing with you all till the morning and make sure Maru takes care of them because Ozen knows that Maru really needs that like interaction with other kids. Uh, and so it, it kind of made Maru's day that oh, she was able to, you know, actually have friends her age and talk with them and find out more about them and whatnot. Um, yeah, so it, uh, Ozen's not like... It, extremely cold all the time but 
Oh, just is very shows she different. Cares in her difficult. own way. Mm-hmm. I actually really felt for her when they were showing the like, flashbacks with her and uh, Rico's mother. Actually, yeah. Was... Oh yeah, I did too. I kind of cemented. I'm like, you know, always is a pretty good character. I didn't like her at first, and they showed the flashbacks. And I'm like, okay, I understand. You're a good character. I like her. She actually also has complete control over her facial expressions, uh-huh. making her actual feelings or lack thereof normalist, normally ambiguous. Mm. Ha ha. So that is cool. Not my favorite character. Obviously, that's Nanachi, but she is a good mm. character. Mm-hmm. Her only fun trivia fact of the day is apparently she likes odd tasting food. Yep. So maybe she would like Nanachi's food. She might like Nanachi's food. Maybe. But also, she in the dub is voiced by Christine M. Alton, who I'd never Whoa. heard of. And now I'm like, why? Because she's been in so much. Uh, not recently. It looked like she kind of took a break from like 2007 on. She didn't really get a ton. Well, maybe like one thing gear? a year. Oh. She was in, yeah, she was in Air Gear. She's uh, in Eden of the East is oh, Diana, which is a show I really liked. Full Metal Alchemist, Bubblegum Crisis, Canon. Um, what else? What else? There's another one on there. That yeah, actually, that really Made in Abyss. She's is in a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Penny Pony Dashi, which I remember being somewhat Yo, she's big back in the day. Yeah. Oh, she's in Nagima as uh, Hijiru Zeno Saga. The animation is Pellegree. Uh, the, Gla- the Galaxy Railways. I've heard a lot of people talk about that. It's apparently a fairly good older one. Uh, she plays General Forces. Yeah, she's she's been in a bunch of stuff like that are classics that I'm like, how did I not know about this person? Um, she, she was in Ghost Stories. Kino's Journey, Jane King of Bandits, Chrono Crusade. Like, yeah. D- Wait, she was D and Angel. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was that weird thing. Yeah, okay. She was that, the yeah, the weird thing. Oh, my favorite. Have you not seen D and Angel? Nope. I've heard many things about it, but I've never watched it. She was Sakaki in Azamanga Dayo. What? What? Oh, she was best character in Azamanga Dayo. All right. And, and you didn't know? I didn't know. I've I've seen that dub way too many times. I should have I should have known the voice actor for that. It now. actually looks like Made in Abyss is her most recent work. Unless uh, this is something see. that that are the web internet's not telling us, you know. Maybe yeah, she's uh, playing so a she, lot of like older stuff. Maybe she retired. She's in a show coming out this year called Seven, or that came out last year called Seven Seeds. Seven Seeds. She was the ship's intercom. Oh boy! She uh, so she did Made in the Abyss, then Wasteful Days of High School Girls, Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season, Assassin's Pride, and then Seven Seeds. So she's done a couple things since then, but they've all been within 2020, 2019. Mm-hmm. All right. But, all right. Yeah. So that's pretty much. All we got for the characters. There's um, a lot of other side characters. None of them are like super big. I mean, the other notable characters would probably be Habo, the the uh, the 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 teacher at the orphanage. Um, yeah. Uh, probably maybe the, Nat, who was one of the friends at the orphanage, but nah, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> Just I mean, he was important at the very beginning, but yeah, he he kind of hopped off pretty quick. And the best character, Orby. 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 Um, I guess we should move on to the opening musics and ending musics and the musics in general. Mm -hmm. Mr. Falcon, what did you think of the opening of Made in Abyss? The opening was fine. Uh, I'm trying to find the name of it here really quick because I forgot to have that up already. I actually really liked it. The opening was actually a a bop. I will Mm -hmm. admit it was a bop. 
I always enjoyed listening to it. Mm-hmm. I never skipped it, which I, I rarely, I rarely. I never skipped, skipped it, it, but I wasn't like excited to hear it. But it was fine. I never really, uh, I never really skip openings unless I really hate them. Yeah, same. And that's rare. That is rare indeed. Mm-hmm. But um, the openings. It was called "Deep in the Abyss" by Miyu Tomita and Maria Issei. Uh, that was the name of it. Yeah, I really like the opening. Uh, I will say that multiple times. I like the opening. I like the opening. I like the opening. Um, while Falcon is looking up more information, I just want to say, if you are just getting into Made in Abyss and want to continue the adventure, you can always watch the movie or you can read the manga as mm-hmm. the manga, uh, the anime covers the first three volumes of the manga. So you could start right on volume four to continue made in abyss yep yep yep. this is not a paid promotion i just talk like this normally totally oh so apparently the the uh names i said who did the opening it's actually the voice performers for rico and reg really so they actually are the ones who sing the opening together oh that's cool i never they, noticed that uh-huh yep yep that just apparently. makes the opening even better yeah uh and now moving on to the ending which is was okay. no Hidarit Saihat uh, no Migite, which I probably butchered to no end. Um, and once again, this is voiced by Rico and Reg. Um, and on the last two episodes, also Nanachi. Oh, really? Yep. So once Nanachi officially kind of like oh, joined, I never noticed that Nanachi she joined in. in the end. Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool. That makes me like, I really liked the ending too. I thought the ending was a bop. I didn't listen to it every time just because I I was watching on Prime and I just let it do the autoplay after the first time or two. Um, But I really, really liked it. Opening ending were great. I will agree with that. Mm -hmm. The music itself was okay. I don't remember it. It's not memorable, but you know. There was one background track and I don't remember every time it played. It played fairly often, but I remember right before they descended into the third layer, it was playing like at the end when they're like walking down from the seeker camp about to descend to the third layer. Um, that was a really, I thought that was a really good background track. I don't know what it's called. Um, well, that's no, okay. That was really well done. So this anime actually got an award. It actually got best, a lot of awards in uh, the uh, 2017 Crunchyroll awards. I think one yeah. of them was best art direction because this anime is beautifully, is a beautiful anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the anime is really, really done. I'm even looking, uh, it's, it was received really well. Uh, even them anime reviews said the manner in which the show approaches this conclusion is often brutal and alienating, but the final answer is simple and pure. So it's like, people really liked it. Even on my anime list, I looked at the popularity of it. It is currently ranked number 34 out of all animes on the website with a five rating. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Uh, I was I do not agree with that rating, but uh, I I know I kind of do not agree as well. I mean, um, it, again, this anime is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really love it for the beautifulness, but uh, it has its problems as every mm-hmm. show does. I guess me and Falcon just have different tastes than the world. Yeah, which means the world is wrong and we are right. I mean, I wouldn't say the world is wrong and we are right. Um, I am. I'm saying it right now. Okay, um, but before we forget. It's time for the weeb moment of the show. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And that is, would you want to get a whistle to become a relic hunter? Would I want to get a whistle? Yes. To become a relic hunter? Yes. 
No! I'd like my life. As we've mentioned, there's nausea and like headaches, splittings, which that's kind of fine. Bleeding out of every orifice but that's only of your if you body. go down that far. far. And you saw how Most people don't make saw, it down that far. We saw how bad the... Uh, the fourth level is it's not really mm. that like it's like mostly naturey stuff like yeah. honestly my favorite looking layer look that we saw out of the four was probably the first one because of its naturalness yeah. i, I mean i like it. forests but the inverted forest is just weird with all the trees being upside down and it's just kind of like okay the monkeys the oh monkeys. my gosh those monkeys like yo get out of our trees basically oh, i'm man. monkey mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh that that's that i would definitely not become a white a whistle I wouldn't become a whistle because no. I like maybe I go as far as the first layer. Um, just stay I like a red or blue and just never go down further. I could stay as I could stay like I I like like my head I, I, my headaches. I'm bad with like nausea and headaches and stuff, so I don't think I'd be able to do good in that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Falcon? Would you become a whistle? No, no, I would be good. Uh, not ever doing it. I don't need to go into the abyss. I don't even need to be in Orth. Okay, like we're good. So I just want to say when I was watching the beginning of this anime before they like mm-hmm. started descending the abyss further, I was getting a lot of Rune Factory vibes from the beginning. So it was just I like, oh, you that. go. Because they like live in like this port town. Mm-hmm. I, like this, this mountain, it's like island. They can like have farms. They go down and fight monsters. They get materials, interact with the townspeople. Yeah. Sometimes I thought I, I was getting that feeling from it. But then they started descending the abyss. I'm like, that feeling's gone. Yep. Bye. No more. No, I, I, can, I can see that. I just, didn't get that, but now that you bring it up, I totally understand how just, how you get Rune Factory vibes. Just naked twelve year old girls. Yep. Oh god. Oh god. All the time. Like why? Um, but yeah. So that was our wee moment. None of us would be relic hunters because it sucks. Um, I would go to the first or the second one, but, uh, yeah. but if I if they force me to go down more, no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Um, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, what were some of your favorite moments from the show? See, that's kind of hard to say because mm. a lot of them were spoilers. And now that you've actually asked me what my favorite moment of the show, I really can't think of one. Uh, mm. I, I guess it was the part where Ozen was beating up the children. Oh, wow. Okay. You like I, that I, child abuse? I like Ozen. What can I say? These little kids do not deserve to be going down this dangerous pit. You they don't. The, you saw the crazy monsters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gosh. Yeah, no. Uh yeah. They were not ready. And Ozen beat the crap out of them. And I liked it. I'm like, go Ozen. Jesus. She yeah, honestly put don't... that hat on. She got serious. I'm like, ooh, it's going about to go down. <laughs> they, these children about to get a spanking. No. Well, they, they didn't even get spanked. They just got punched in the face. I know. Um, <laughs> gosh. Rico literally just gets slapped across the face so hard she hits a wall and starts bleeding everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm just oh, like, geez. gosh. It did honestly. I'm trying to remember back then. I, I don't even think she hit the wall that hard, and uh, she was still bleeding. I don't know. Bad. She like goes to like jump to save Reg or whatever it was, and just and just like smacks her. Uh, I, gosh, it, it was great. Man, <laughs> what can I say? I guess I just love uh, people beating up children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't endorse it. I swear. I'm just saying it for the sake of 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 uh, continuity. What's your favorite part, buddy? I, I, I honestly don't know that I have a favorite part. I was Dang. not enjoying this really at all. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I didn't hate it. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was terrible and I wasted my time. It was fine. Um, but even when I'm thinking of favorite moments, maybe at the start when 
Reg saves Rico from the giant slug thingy majig. There's the crimson jaw. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't the remember. So, like the weird snake thingy. Like that was kind of cool. Just seeing that go down. Then her finding Reg um, initially. Um, some of like the lore building was kind of cool at the beginning of the you lore know. building. Yeah, they actually went really big on like the lore and the world building of like the beginning, and they kind of just all deteriorated in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it enriched it. Maybe maybe it deteriorated. I'm not entirely sure, but like it was like really big. I feel like we should have spent one more one more episode like learning about the world before descending. Yeah, I mean, like because even we didn't really find out a lot. It's like we found out, you know, like this abyss was discovered, which made people start to move to the island it was at, so they could hopefully live there, farm relics from the abyss, and sell it to get rich. So you kind of have that whole backstory of how Orth was kind of built up initially. Um, you have everything about the curses and whatnot, but. We didn't even get a lot of questions. Like there's one point towards the end, one of the kids from the orphanage that was somewhat prominent at the beginning is sick. And they end up taking it, taking him off the island to this doctor on a boat to see if they can figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden, when he's on the boat, he's fine. And it's like, okay, which I'm assuming would be answered later on, maybe. But we'd have we had a bunch of stuff that like, okay, so we've heard that the curse is only if you're in the abyss. And are leaving out of it, but this kid has never even been in the abyss. So why would this kid be getting some like abyss sickness? You know, it, it doesn't. If it wasn't a big problem, they probably explain the little kids nearby would probably be more affected than grown up kids because of probably. their body. But since they didn't explain it, I'm sure it's some bigger thing. Yeah, like they're. I feel like this is one of those shows that has a lot of questions and mysteries, but we didn't really get any of them answered. Like it yeah. all. And that, which makes it weird that this is rated so high because I like a lot of stuff like that. And it always gets rated really low because they never answer anything and they just leave all these things left to be answered. Um, what well, movie I really like was that way. The main reason it flopped was because nobody knew, they felt like they didn't know what was going on because more mysteries just kept unfolding. It was supposed to be like a series. Never got past the first one because they didn't really explain anything at all. And I feel like Made in the Abyss there's something very similar to where we get like one thing about Rico's past that kind of gets answered, but otherwise just nothing but more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I don't really care enough to keep watching. Uh, it's like, cool. It's there. If someone wanted to watch it and I was there, cool. I'll watch it. Um, but I'm not going to choose to watch it myself really um but yeah like besides maybe just some of the like lore building at the start i I honestly really don't have a favorite moment it's actually funny i'm on the weekend for that for the kid you mentioned who got sick it even mentions that like oh hey he got sick but as soon as he left the boat he as soon as he got on the boat he was automatically recovered and it doesn't say anything after that yeah like it literally just happened so it's like okay what um but fun stuff yeah, so um, I guess we um, might as well just go into our ratings now. So yeah, yeah, a lot I, of what uh, we talk about is going to get spoilery. So I guess we can go on and do the ratings. You've already talked about one of your major gripes. Again, my major gripe, and I, I've I've talked about this with some people, but basically, uh, I do not like how the main character is twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Reg's fine because he's a robot, but like yeah. Rico is a twelve-year-old girl. Like maybe if she was more mature, more able, more smarter. I think um, even if she was like be, 15, it'd probably be better. Like if she's even like 15, be 16, but 12, I, yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm not going to say like the parts where she gets naked ruins the show, but it's kind of just weird at some points, especially when it's just kind of thrown in there. Like it was funny at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think they mentioned it somewhere in the middle. And then at the end when they're like the, the sauna, I'm like, that's fine. But like, don't make the jokes. I'm like, oh God, I don't want to see her. It kind of maybe ruined it a little bit. I wouldn't say ruined it. Uh, but yeah, the main problem is that the main character is un- is really young, going to this like dangerous place. Um, I I would have literally mentioned it. the first thing I would have mentioned for the spoilers part. I- I'm sure Falcon knows what it is, but uh, I will literally mention it. And this is like ma- this is like the major reason. I me and Falcon both actually questioned ourselves when we watched this show uh, about like if we should continue or not. Like I'm I'm literally like why should I watch this part? Why should I continue? Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, it was visually appealing. The voicing was great. The music was good. So I'm going to rate it. I'm going to rate it a uh, 7 out of 10. Would I recommend this for a first-time watcher? Hell no. No. I definitely would not. Uh, Go watch Fire Force. (laughs) Go watch Fire Fire Force instead. That's like a good first anime. This anime, no. Definitely not. Mm -hmm. I I mean, honestly, it does a good – at the stuff that it explains, it's pretty good at explaining it. But like you'll probably be kind of weirded out by like the random creatures. Be like, what's that? That doesn't make logical sense. Oh no, you know I, right. I don't understand. So still, so, so my mindset is whenever I think of an anime, I'm like would my mom like this? Because my mom doesn't like anime. Mm-hmm. That's how I like. That's how I like analyze. Like, would my mom probably like this? That, that's like my my thought process. Right. I don't think she would like this one. So I don't think you first timer would probably like this anime. I think you have to be more into anime, like no anime culture and stuff, to like fully understand and be good with it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not shaming this anime for its uh, like its badness. It's really popular. I, yeah. I, the, I actually we we didn't watch the movie, but I skim through the movie. Like I mm-hmm. I like skim to see the, the animation looks a lot better, and that's saying something because the animation already for. The third right. episode we watched was already really good. It definitely deserves all the praise it got. But um, other than that, I'm still gonna give it a seven out of ten because I the main character, a main character being awesome is like the main pull. This is why I like uh ReZero. That's why I think the main character of ReZero is probably the best character I've ever seen because he gets amazing character development. Rico doesn't get any like a tiny bit of character development in that one scene, but other than that, like after that scene. She's she's like literally like unconscious for a while and just like oh yeah I mean fun. that was that was a weird thing with Rico because there is so much of it where she's just not doing anything yeah like she's out or she's hurt or she's doing doing something completely stupid uh, like there. I feel like in many ways, Reg is actually the main character of this show. I feel like the same way. I feel like Reg is probably the better character who's better suited to be the main character. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still going to rate it a 7 out of 10 because I didn't hate it. You know? Mm-hmm. Would I rewatch it? Probably not. Would I watch the movie? Maybe if I'm with friends. Mm-hmm. But would I watch it on my own? No. I'm not, not unless I have to. But yeah, yeah, 7 out of 10. What about you, Falcon? Let's hear your rating. I'm actually excited to hear what you're going to say. I mean, I didn't hate my time watching this show, but there's so much about it I don't like or wish they would do differently. Um, I mean, like, I don't like the fact that they're constantly talking about, like, showing Rico getting naked and them commenting on what's in Reg's pants all the time. It gets on my nerves, especially for the fact that they are kids. Like, I get it. And I even get, like, why Reg would be, like, embarrassed because the age they're kind of at is, like, hitting puberty and all that stuff's going on. So I, I understand that he might, you know, be kind of that weird thing, like, state. But even just, like, with 
not really answering any questions about anything, which I get if I keep watching, they probably will. But I also don't care enough about the show at this point to keep watching because of it. Um, the overall story is fine. The overplot of like she's going to find her mother because of the note she found in this thing that makes her think her mom is probably still alive somewhere down in the abyss. I get that. I understand Reg wanting to go down to hopefully regain his memories. That's fine. Very generic. I don't feel like it's anything groundbreaking. Those are fairly kind of, I feel, common storylines in anime and media in general. Um, especially the whole amnesia, I don't remember who I am. That's in every video game and anime pretty much. Um, they do it fun. The animation's great. The music's great. Um, but honestly, I feel like with everything as a whole package, it's a five. I think it's average. I don't think it's really worth watching if you haven't seen it. If you're really interested, give it a watch. You may like it. Uh, definitely wouldn't recommend it for anybody new. I definitely even feel like if you like more adventure shows, this one might not really do it for you. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say five. I don't think it's a bad show, but I don't think it's a good show. I think it's perfectly average. Perfectly average. Well, you hear it here, folks. I give it a seven. Falcon gave it a five. Uh, that's that's our rating on Made in Abyss, the first 13 episodes. What if we watch the movie with that rating of change? Well, you'll never Maybe. find out. You'll never find out. <laughs> never because find we're out. Ain't, ain't gonna watch the movie. But I guess we were gonna talk about spoilers. So, Falcon, why don't you give us a sign off for all the people who do not uh, right. want to get spoilers of the show? All right. So, if you're gonna pop out of here now, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bird Bro Pod. We'll update you whenever we have our new episodes come out, which is every Wednesday at 10:30 a.m. Central Standard Time. We also post other fun stuff on Twitter. Just check it out. It's fun. We have a good time. We've also got a Discord. That description is in the uh, description of the actual podcast and in the description of this episode. Copy paste that into your browser. Hop in for all the fun chats. Also, I stream on Twitch some, uh, currently twitch.tv slash Final Falconberry. Uh, we are making some changes there, so that may be changing soon. Uh, but for now, that's where you can find us. So if you're hopping out, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give us a good rating if you enjoyed this. Uh, it's always very helpful, always very helpful. And hopefully we'll be chatting with you guys on the Discord. Uh, so... Now let's get into the spoilery talks of the episode. Well, actually, do you want to mention what anime we're watching? Oh, week? yeah, that would help. Because I uh, actually don't even know. Because you literally decided on this like, right know. before the podcast. This, right, guy, so... this guy is just like, oh, I don't even know what anime we're watching next week. Like, like, oh, what yeah, are you talking turn, about? It's my turn to pick this week. Um, so next week we will be watching Nisi Koi. What? What? Does That's that surprise Nisikoi. you? No, I actually really like Nisi Koi. <laughs> Are we I was, watching I was looking, seasons? I was like, one season? Uh, I, th- I should have time. I think they're both like 12 episodes. I should have time. Oh, to watch we, should watch, we should watch both. Oh, I've watched yeah. the first season before. I never got around to finishing the second Ooh. just due to like my schedule. So I saw that on the on on Crunchyroll. I was like, we'll do that one. We'll do Nisukoi. I'll finally finish I am it. I am manga biased with the show. You were manga biased with the show? Okay. It'll be interesting. All right, then. Uh, but yeah, so that is where we're hopping out. Hopefully, we'll chat with you guys either through uh, Twitter or in Discord. And uh, we'll see you all next week for Nisikoi. Yeah, see you next yeah. week. Oh, all right. Uh, spoilery talks. All right. Yeah, I didn't like the part where she was literally bleeding about her freaking eyes and her hand was no. poisoned and they were going to cut uh, off her hand. And like, I legit looked away from the screen for me? a bit. I was like, I can't, I can't keep watching this. I, I was like, 
I understand that you're like showing the brutality of the uh, the abyss. Like this is like what yeah. happened. She's literally bleeding from her orifice. But like, you don't have to focus on it for like half of like a, a third of the episode, half of the episode. Right. You know? It was like really sad. I was feeling really bad. This is like literally a 12 year old girl bleeding out of like every single part of her body. I'm yeah. surprised she was still alive. She almost died. She should yeah. have died. She should have. I mean, like, and I feel like too, the fact she'd already been poisoned and was injured, it made it worse than if she would have just been like, you know, ascending the abyss normally. But it's kind of like, Rick had to make the call of, do I try to run away when it seems like this thing's faster than me? Or do I try to just ascend as fast as I can in hopes that it can't jump that high? Which was the right call. He made Which, the yeah, right it was call the right call. But yeah, it was one of those, like, it just made it worse. Like, and then he goes to, like, try to cut off her hand because she's like, just cut it off uh, to get the poison out. And then he can't even do that right. Like, gosh, I, mean, I it was, so it was you just see her, like, broken yeah. arm, like, late. I was like, oh, my God. It like, was all twisted because he twisted it, too. Yeah, he, he, like, twisted it and then he hit it. So then you see, like, her arm's like this. And then she's like, Hook! and it was like, oh, I mean, no, I can't. Ugh. Even though we hate it. We have to give it props because it made gave us the immersion of mm-hmm. it being like real. So again, that just adds to the beautifulness of the animation, how good it was like designed. But still, just because how real it is, I'm just like, why are we watching this? Yeah, I was like, we're literally watching a 12 year old girl writhing in pain, about to die. But okay, I'd rather but... just see her naked again. Oh god, I. Mm, <laughs> okay, Falcon. Let me either, ask you: Would but... you rather see her naked, or would you rather see her writhing in pain? You have to choose one. I'm not choosing one. I would just choose to not see any of it. Oh, okay. Uh, then I guess I'll take your eyesight. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so much, so much stuff, and then uh, the whole thing with like Kiwi and the whole sickness thing that never that, got explained. That's, no, that's not. But here's the big thing. Apparently, yeah. she died. Rico's yeah. died. But because she was in an artifact, she came back to life. Mm-hmm. And because she was in this cradle, she like went out towards the abyss. And that's kind of like that was a trivia fact. It's like maybe the reason why Rico is so obsessed with the abyss is because of the fact that she was in the cradle. And yeah, uh, I mean, I thought they like pointed that out pretty, pretty clearly in the show. Like that's why she's constantly yeah. wanting to crawl in there is because she technically was born there, died there, and was resurrected there. Like the abyss just has like this hold on her, supposedly. Um, yeah, it's weird, I guess. Uh, yeah that was that was a cool twist i didn't see that coming and i did appreciate that it was kind of like oh you're you've died before it's like what what yeah, we were still carrying you out and then it brought you back to life and it's like what oh oh yeah that was really cool i guess it was kind of an, i'm gonna say it was cool but it's unnecessary yeah i mean like it did kind of make me appreciate ozen somewhat though because ozen when the when she was dead in the cradle just to save room and carrying her out she's like why the hell are we doing this why don't we just grab the bell like we're supposed to you know but then after she hears like rico crying in the the artifact or whatever she's just like shit well now we can't the baby is alive all right let's let's get her out of here let's get um, her out of here but uh yeah i mean i felt bad for eliza too which was rico's mom we didn't really talk about her I didn't really uh, like talk about so. you're on you're on an excursion when you're pregnant while you're pregnant on this excursion your husband gets killed and then you have your baby born who dies and then you're having to like carry her out like it was like that would suck so bad and the thing is we even know if liza's alive because they kind of like yeah oh, we don't liza's dead Oh yeah, I found her. I, I found her relic in this grave. When I emptied the grave, there was nobody oh, there. I'm so happy. The uh, the wikia says her status is unknown, so we don't know if she's alive or dead. Mm-hmm. So they haven't even gotten that far in the in the show yet. Yeah, I mean, like if I were to keep watching, it would strictly be to see if Liza is still alive or not. Like, 
I don't care how reg was made really, which I mean, that's another thing that like, if I found out, I'd be cool to find out, but like, I don't really care. You know, like, I just kind of want to know, like, is the mom still alive? Who made reg? How about that? Yeah. I want to know who made Astro Boy. You want to know who made Astro Boy? Okay. I, I do. No, no, type it. Stop. I'm not. No spoiler. My hands are right here. I'm not on my keyboard doing my little tippity typey action. Okay, cool. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. All You're right. welcome. So, um, I mean, we didn't, again, the movie, I, I actually took a little, I actually know a little, little bit about the movie because uh, it focuses on that guy, that Bone Drood guy, which is another white mm-hmm. whistle. He's like, he's, I, I felt like he's he would be the, the next, the next, uh, he's going to be the main antagonist guy. of the show, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after what he did, he experimented on Mitzi and uh, Nanachi, and that mm-hmm. he's actually the reason why they he, they became the Hollows because he literally like descended them down and then like picked them back up. And obviously, while they're ascending, well, that's what happened. I don't understand how Nanachi became a bunny person and uh, Mitzi became like the slime. I think they explained it like they were on different sides of the abyss. So, so what it was was they put them in capsules side by side, and they were trying to think if you could move the effects of the curse to one person and not the other you might be able to get people out so they they were saying when they were trying with the other kids which that was the thing why do you not realize these kids aren't coming back i feel like at some point you'd be like hey none of our friends have come back what's going on but <laughs> they became yeah. adventurers yay yeah, yay um <laughs> but yeah so they've been trying with like inanimate objects but uh they go to get midi and anachi's the last one in there and she ends up leaving the room because she's kind of like worried and she ends up seeing what they're going to do. So they end up, instead of using an inan- inanimate object to try to force the curse on, they end up just throwing Nanachi in there as well. So they were trying to, They Nanachi explains the curse as kind of like, you have this blanket over you. And as long as you're going down, the blanket keeps falling with you. But as you're climbing up, you poke through the blanket and that's when the curse like affects you. So they were wanting to like throw these people in side by side and uh, see if they could force like the blanket just to one side. So only one person technically pokes through the blanket and the other one's still fine. Um, and it kind of works. Mitty gets, is on the side that gets all the effects of the curse going and it turns them into this little blob thing like all the other kids that they tried to do it with. But then Nanachi doesn't experience any of the curse really except she turns into this like little bunny humanoid kind of hybrid thing. Um and so be, they, uh, the Baldrude guy or whatever is really excited, but Nanachi knows she can't let him keep doing that to people. So she grabs Mitty and leaves. So that way he can, he'll hopefully stop experimenting yeah. on people. But yeah. I doubt that happened. He probably just went and got more kids to keep trying. Probably. Mm-hmm. When, when, uh, when Reg had to kill Mitty, that was big emotional sad. Yeah. I felt so bad for Nanachi. That was like the one moment that got me. Like everyone kept telling me it was a tearjerker and it was like a really sad one. It was definitely a tearjerker, but you know. And I, I was like, I, I mean, yeah, I love the I love the tearjerker show so much so that I have a friend who questions any anime I recommend them because I recommended like two or three in a row that were just <laughs> super depressing. And he's like, they were good, but you always make me watch downers. And I'm like, hey, but they're good downers. It's okay. <laughs> it's uh, good to be down. But, but uh, yeah, so like I, w- I kept waiting and waiting and I get to the end. I'm like, okay, this is what people were talking about. But I also feel like it's kind of a weird spot to end the season. Um, and it, it was like a made deal because they kind of wrapped up that little story arc. So like, fine. But yeah, it's just like, I feel like they just still didn't really make any progress except like we got to layer four and Rico's not sick anymore. Hooray. So we picked up a new person. Let's go. 
you know, just kind of like, okay. Party member acquired. Do, 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 but do. I also feel like with the show not being done, it's really hard to like, because there wasn't really any main story beats except for we're exploring the abyss. We got to the seeker camp. We trained. We explored more of the abyss. Rico got hurt. Oh, she got saved. New party member. Okay. You know, so. Wow. You just said 13 episodes. Holy crap. Yeah. You just said it in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Like that's literally it. Um, oh, and I feel like that's part of why I don't like it as much. I feel like the story was a little more involved at this point. Like if we'd been seeing whatever the other white whistles were doing, because I feel like all the white whistles at some point are going to end up being a bad guy. All the ones that are down far enough. Ozen was how it affects like your psyche and stuff. So I feel like I they're going to so. kind of be like the bad guys once they get down to like layer six or whatever. Um, it's a good hypothesis. Who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to find out. It will uh, be interesting to find out. Yeah, I will probably just read the wikia instead of actually watching Dang. the show. Five out of ten Falcon, that's kind of yeah. sus. I mean, I was like, eh, it, it exists. I, I, it exists. It's, I think I heard somebody else who said they weren't really average. a fan of it. Uh, and I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't. I honestly just don't get why it's as popular as it is. Like, I really just don't. Rank 34 on the website. Are you still on that website? Yeah, uh, it's ranked number 34, popularity number 94, can, 94 currently. Can you tell me what ReZero is ranked on that website? I sure can. All Let me right, getting off to topic, top but who to cares? Do, 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 do. Haha, well, <laughs> one of my favorite animes is ranked higher than it currently. Uh, Klonada After Story is ranked number 15. Uh, I don't see nothing in the top 20, not going to keep scrolling. So let me actually search for ReZero. Okay. Uh, why are you not show? Oh, there it is. Uh, so they have the first season, and the second season ranked separately. Um, the first the sec- season. Okay, the first season or this not the first season. The second season is what I found first. It's currently ranked ninety five. Let me go to the first season here. No, really how is that? I guess people like Made in Abyss more. The oh wow, the first season is ranked number two hundred and twenty eight, but its popularity is number twenty one. Oh, is that higher than is that higher than uh, Made in the Abyss? The popularity is higher than Made in the Abyss. The actual yeah! rank is lower. That's all that matters. Popularity. I mean, but there's there's so many that are ranked like eight point something that I feel like the rankings are there to be good, but also I feel like popularity is kind of what you have to focus on at the moment. Well, the popularity anyway. changes all the time due to you know new shows coming out and whatnot. Oh, well, since we are getting off topic at this point, mm. I guess this is a good point to end the episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. Indeed, it is. You know where to find us. Leave us a good reading on Podbean and all of our other streaming services. I don't. I don't think they can actually rate on Podbean, but on any that you can rate, like Apple or whatnot. If you like it, please give us a rating. Uh, We're always looking for feedback. Please, Podbean. You can comment on the particular episode. So if there's something you really like, we talked about in an episode, let us know. Um, We're always down to change things up if we want to or know what you guys like. Or you can always just tell us on the Discord or on Twitter at BirdBroPod. And uh, follow us on, yeah, BirdBroPod. Follow yep. us on Twitter. I was all ready to say that, then you just said it. <laughs> I mean, you snooze, you lose, right? I mean. Oh, I guess um, I But yeah, uh, Made in the Abyss, if you really want to watch it, watch it. If you don't really want to watch it, eh, you can probably skip it. No big deal. Um, but check us out next week for Nisi Koi. Uh, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, who uh whose lock maybe gets picked who knows we'll find out Uh, but anyway guys thanks for watching we hope you all enjoyed it and we'll see you all next time all right goodbye bye